Everybody. Hello and good evening. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday to you, Rochelle Crowley. How are you? I'm good. How about yourself? Doing well. Doing well. Uh, it's 4.30 on Tuesday, and that means it's time. That's stealing something from Fred's other show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> every Tuesday at 4.30, Best Coast Business Live, we're bringing you the best people, the best businesses in this region. Um, we just, we're, we love not only the Central Coast, the entire left coast or the best coast as they say and um great people in business and doing great things in the communities uh always want to bring to you fresh content from people that you would like to hear from and um so i'm ron riley uh president ceo garing taylor associates we're um civil engineers here if you don't if you haven't heard of us and uh, i promise that's the last plug for them today uh, <laughs> no it's not garing taylor that's me just kidding so um we have a really cool show today because uh, we've got two two awesome community corner guests and um, uh, somebody that has a really excellent story um, from a longstanding business in the North County. Uh, we have Keith Schmidt today from Cayman Cycler. In fact, he is Cayman, so uh, we'll get to hear all about that. And um, you know, with that, I think uh, I think we're ready for Community Corner today with Jeff Lee. The mayor of Grover Beach. Hey there. For a little hey, while longer, anyway. Yes, indeed. It's, fun, it's so fun to be mayor. So it's a good thing. <laughs> I I didn't know it was ever actually fun. So that okay. If it's still fun, <laughs> that's a good indication. All right. So so I real quick, we're going to talk about a lot of cool things going on in Grover Beach. I think, and um, one of them though, I think, is that you just kind of enlightened us. Um, I call it in the green room, but the uh, Okay, got it. Um, sorry, getting notes from the producer in the bottom here. So, okay. yeah. So, so ter- terming out. A lot of people don't know that there's term limits and what they are in the local areas. So, what Grover Beach has a different policy than some of the others. What is that? We do actually. Uh, you can be a council member for two four-year terms, right. and then uh, you can run and be mayor for two two-year terms, mm-hmm. and those are uh, those can run consecutively. And then you do need to step away from from uh, from the council for two years or one election cycle. Um, and so I've been on the council since 2012. Uh, was elected mayor in 2018. Was reelected in 2020. And so at the end of this term in 2022 in November, I will have uh, successfully completed my term in office. Got it. And, and, and are always looking for good people to to run for council and or mayor in the. Yes, yes, if, if you know of any, yeah, get, get them to watch this. Yeah, exactly. So, well, and, and I guess um, the key point of what you just said there was uh, the, the progress made or, or um, what it has felt like to be the mayor during a very, I think, pivotal time for our community. Um, you know, I know personally of a lot of different um uh, achievements that have come during this time. I, I, you know, maybe one or two highlights that you'd, you'd like to re- recall. 
Sure. One of the one of the biggest highlights will always be for me is uh, what I call Measure K14, which is our uh, Let's Go Fix Our Streets um, initiative. Where uh, in the in the seven years, almost eight years now that the the, the roads have been uh, reconstructed, we're almost 65% of the way through all of our streets. Um, the community said yes to an, an investment, uh, and it's basically paid significant dividends. You can kind of see uh, our cars are thankful, um, our, our walkers are thankful. Um, from, a, from a horrible standpoint, we started with a PCI or a pavement condition index of 39 on a, on a scale of one to 100, so you, just, so you know how bad that was. Yeah. And in the eight years we've gone, we've come up to almost a 60 or 65 in that short amount of time. So we made great progress and, and I always thank the community for saying yes to that investment. Yeah, huge. Huge. Yep. And my my road got paved last last summer, I believe it was, and you know, ever since 2013 when we bought the place, we're hey, you know, and and I think um, community wide, the yeah, we have the housing market to thank for all of our um, all of the equity that we're all seeing in in our homes, but I, I think the street paving project has brought a lot of that too. Um, it uh, just instills a sense of pride uh, for yeah. the people in their homes uh, as well, because you, you kind of see the investment on the streets, and then you see the investment in, in, in people's property. And so it's, it's really good to see. Awesome. That's so true. And I can even say as an avid scooter rider, the things that have gone on for the streets has been very awesome. Nice. Yeah. That's great. Well, we, keep, we don't uh, want to talk about streets today. We want to talk about strawberries. What do you want to tell us about strawberries? So uh, I've got a quick little poster here and you'll see uh, all over Instagram and Facebook and all over social media, strawberries through Grover Beach. So Memorial Day has always been a big time for, uh, for strawberry festivals and strawberry eating uh, in the South County. And um, Grover Beach is kind of extending that, uh, that opportunity this year into our retailers and some restaurants. So if you, if you go into a participating restaurant uh, or retailer, um, you can get a coupon for 10% off your next um, your next uh, purchase at one of those retailers. Um, and in the restaurants, each of them are going to have a strawberry concoction uh, for people to try and to eat. And so uh, some of the, the locations that we have uh, for um, the retailers include California Cool, the thrift store, uh, Empower Yoga Studio, Grand Inspiration and Gifts, um, the Halcyon Store, uh, Mike's Record Rack. If you haven't been there, you definitely need to go there. Um, and then uh, second chances, and then some of our restaurants that are participating are uh, Fuego, which is making a, a strawberry cupcake, uh, Grover Beach Sourdough, which we think is going to do uh, a, a strawberry shortcake, Grover Station Grill is doing a uh, strawberry um, um, uh, uh, compost or compote, um, and not then com a little not, not compost, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> a little bit cafe is doing their stuffed uh, strawberry French toast. Um, sorry, I missed Man's Bookstore. You got to go see them as well. Um, pardon My French is doing a whole bunch of strawberry stuff. Uh, Red Bee, I think, is, is doing a strawberry muffin. Uh, Spoon Trade is doing either their strawberry salad or their uh, strawberry shortcake. Um, and so all sorts of great strawberry opportunities uh, come by uh, one, of those, uh, one of those participating restaurants or the retailers and enjoy uh, Memorial Day in Global Beach. Those all sound so good. Like, I want strawberries right now. <laughs> strawberries. So, and so you'll start to see these uh, showing up around town. And so obviously there's the enticement of a little bit of a strawberry just kind of looking at you going, uh, Okui <laughs> strawberries, 
one some of the best around. You, you gotta love them. So, so, so I, I um, recall a few different events in, in Grover Beach where um, um, I think maybe I got a heads up from you one time that, that you were gonna go on Facebook Live and go to a few establishments that were celebrating. I, I forget what it was at that time. And are, are you planning a tour of Grover Beach uh, when this happens this weekend? I'm hoping to either eat my way through Grover Beach or shop my way through Grover Beach. So, yeah, so I anticipate uh, um, some sort of social media this weekend. And we'll, uh, hopefully we'll get uh, uh, some, some uh, KSVY, KEYT. Um, but first, I'm here because you guys are the premier news outlet on the Central Coast, on the Best Coast. So I wanted to, I wanted to come here first. Really, really appreciate that, Jeff. Um, that's that's too kind. We do appreciate that. Um, so, so can you tell us a little bit the genesis of this? Who's, whose idea, and did it go through Parks and Rec, or how, how did this come to be? Actually, ironically, uh, at this point, it is not a city-sponsored event. It is a number of businesses that were uh, were coming forward and said, um, our our neighbors to the east are not doing the Strawberry Festival this year. We probably need to say strawberries. And so we said strawberries. And so a number of people came together and they include uh, Cassie B from Man's Bookstore. So uh, Melissa NZ, uh, Zafaris from Grover Station Grill, uh, Goodell from, uh, from Grand Inspirations, and then myself and my wife, Mary, um, along with Dan Rushing, council member for Grover, got, got together and said, how can we bring strawberries um, and some attention to Grover Beach uh, from a making sure that we can have business orientation um, and business focus um, I think one of the problems um, in some of the, the local strawberry festivals are they got too big and it got vendor driven rather than business focus and, and resident focus. And so we want to make sure that we uh, we highlight our businesses, our residents, uh, our restaurants and our retailers. And so um, that's why we're, we're focusing on on having people come visit us, but uh, enjoy some food in our restaurants and also enjoy some retail experiences. So want to keep it local. Love that so much. Tremendous leadership by everybody that, that got together to do that. That's uh, oh, for sure. Um, that stuff and um, all of those people you mentioned, tremendous, tremendous people to uh, to work with, and glad to have everyone involved in the city that I live in and love too. So, yeah. Well, hey Jeff, we appreciate your time today, and uh, I, I think we're going to see you every couple weeks now. So we'll look to make this somewhat regular. Happy, happy to come come by. Yeah, thank you for having me, and I'll I'll see you in a couple weeks. All right. Thank you, sir. Take care of yourself. You too. Yeah. It's it's fun how the the people that work at the cities around here are so um, approachable. I love that. I I love that, too. And, you know, the collaboration is great. Yeah, for sure. Oh, we got (laughs) All right. We're going right into K-Man today. Hello. So... Introduction, brief introduction is uh, Keith Schmidt here. Um, believes the founder, and he is K-Man. So K-Man Cyclery. If you ever heard the radio ad, which which is how I re- recall um, K-Man Cyclery in Atascadero, uh, we have Keith Schmidt here today, and we just well, hello, Keith. How are you? Hey, I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're excited to have you. Yeah, Rochelle just mentioned that she's a scooter enthusiast. So I, I I don't know if that's that's quite what you guys are doing in your, in your store today, but um, uh, I want to talk about a lot of different things, but I think um, well, let's just start out with, with what was the uh, the drive that, that opened up this business that's been kind of a staple in the North County for quite a while now. 
So yeah, good question. I years back, I I started, up, I finished up at Cal Poly, and my um, mo- only mode of transportation to Cal Poly from Atascadero was a bicycle. So I started riding three days a week and kind of got hooked on cycling and and uh, never finished at Cal Poly. But well, I finished, but I didn't finish like you would expect me to finish. No degree. Uh, I ended up meeting a woman who was a swimmer. And one thing led to another, and uh, running came sort of naturally. So I started, I picked up the sport of triathlons. Um, after a short stint there, I decided that, hey, this is, this is really maybe what I should focus my life on. So I became a professional triathlete for five years. And that's kind of how I earned the name K-Man. Um, they used right. to be, hey, go K-Man, go K-Man. So uh, um after five years of that, I was offered a position at Sunstorm Cyclery in Atascadero, which is um, now no longer. Um, mm-hmm. Worked there for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, did a great position, no future. They couldn't promise me a future. I gave them a two-week, hey, I need to know what my future is here or I need to step away. So I stepped away and hence came K-Man and a daughter named Samantha. And I also got to say with that, I watched your program from, I don't know if it was last week, but those two people in the coffee industry that have five kids. Oh, <laughs> the, the Quint, yeah. The, the Quint five, as we call them, yeah. That was super cool, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, they're, uh, yeah. They're, they're dear friends of the program, so uh, yeah, they'll appreciate that nod. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so, I had so, a child, um, Samantha, and um, uh, opened up a bike shop. Uh, first seven years, I tell the guys that work for me now that run the shops, I said, hey, man, you know, when I started, I worked seven days a week, 10 hours a day. Mm-hmm. There was no stop. I didn't have anybody working for me. It was a grind. Right. And uh, we got through it. It was all good. Uh, my wife, fortunately, is a veterinarian. So in some of the leaner years, she was able to come forth and uh, uh, pay some bills when I couldn't actually do it, running that nonprofit bike shop. But um, we weathered some some storms, I got to tell you. Yeah. Uh, well, well, a business with with strong character around here d- does tend to give back, whether we're a nonprofit or not. And um, we we appreciate people that have that spirit. And I I know that um, uh, there is this. Um, I think maybe because of your experience of working at the other bike shop for ten years, I think, and and realizing the only thing that I can really do is run a business. I can't. There's no upward mobility for for me here. And so I I think you know, we'll call it backstage. You were, you were talking a little bit about potential plans for the cyclery and, and how that might um, uh, be inherited by, by some other folks that would be really probably fortunate to, to have that happen. You want to elaborate on that at all? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So in the, in the bio, if you go to our website, you'll see that my plan is to um, uh, give uh, the Cascadero shop to uh, Stephen Ansel, who's a kid who's been working with me for 19 years now, I think. And um, yes. uh, the Paso shop um, will, uh, John, a kid named John Rickard from San Luis will um, inherit that one. Yes. And it's kind of, a, you know, it's a, in my eyes, it's a $500,000 incentive for them to stay with me and give it their all. Yes. And uh, we, we touched on it earlier too, who would have guessed that it was going to take COVID to really turn this business around, but wow. It's, it's been amazing. Yeah. Um, so so I, I will come back to, to the COVID thing real fast. I just want to say one of the things that compels me about your story is that I, I, I'm fortunate enough to be the owner of a business that, that's 
been established, actually been in a Rio Grande for 60 years. And, um, you know, I, I reached a point in my career where it was like, um, I don't know if I really like working for people, you know, like I like working for people that are my clients, but not a manager. Right. So what could I ever do? And I, I walked right into the kind of scenario that you're talking and it's just, it's a once in a lifetime gift. And, um, um, I, I know, I hope, but I know that the folks that you are, uh, hoping and targeting for that, um, are just as appreciative. It's, it, I, I think it's kind of the spirit of business in this area. And, uh, um, I agree. Really, I love hearing stories like that. So. Yeah. Those the stories are what really get, you know, our community to see, you know, what greatness we actually have. Absolutely. So yeah, okay, we, thank you for that. So talk, talk real briefly, COVID. I mean, for so many people, it was, oh, gosh, business is going to be terrible. And Yeah, um, yeah. Well, let me backtrack just a little bit. Uh, yeah. this, this is Bike Month, May. Right. Um, National Bike Month, apparently established in 1956. No idea anything about what they were trying to do back then. Sure. But like right now, I kind of feel that this whole bike month um, sort of plan is to create some public awareness on, on bikes uh, being more than just toys. I mean, they're a, a viable way of transportation. And I think through this pandemic, we're learning that um, it's true. Uh, we had a group called Bikes Belong, which is a lobbying group for the bike industry that went to whoever you lobby in front of to get laws passed. But if you can remember at the beginning of COVID, when all the small businesses were shut down, um, all leisure businesses were shut down for a long period of time. Well, within the first week of that shutdown, our lobby committee was able to get us uh, put into the same uh, area as transportation. Mm -hmm. So we became a transportation industry-driven company instead of a leisure industry-driven company. So we were able to stay open. Yeah. And then all, like we talked earlier, that everything broke loose. Everything we had in the store just sold, 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 sold. It was a beautiful thing. Um, what would you say is the percentage of, like, the growth in people riding versus, you know, driving in that certain area, like, you know, that specific time? Like, what would you say was the growth? You know, I, I don't know what to attribute it to other than, you know, kids couldn't go to school, kids were staying home, families were tired of being in the house. So it was exponential. I mean, it had to be, it, it went from maybe selling, you know, four or five bikes a week to 30 or 40 bikes a week until we ran out. And then, the, you know, the supply chain changed and we couldn't get bikes for a long period of time. And now that we can get bikes again, um, it, it's, it's not like it was at the beginning, but it's still it's ramped up pretty good. And me and Terry, actually Terry asked the question at the, the bike to work day we put on at uh, Sunken Gardens uh, about e-bikes and how they've sort of changed the face of cycling right now. And I mentioned to her that I think probably 60% of our sales now are lower end e-bikes. Okay. Um, Big number. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I've been seeing a lot more of them on the road. Now, I'm always curious. An e-bike is not a scooter, right? It's it's a bike that's what it's just got a motor on it. Right, right. And there's different. There's basically two different types, and I might get them wrong. But there's a a class. Uh, it's, it's two and three, I think, or one and three are the types we carry. One has a throttle. Three is only an assist mechanism. 
and I might have that backwards, but um, uh, they don't provide you with a free ride. You are required to put forth some effort um, on the class three bike that doesn't have a throttle, which is kind of what we were hoping to stick to as bicycle purists, so to speak. Right. Um, that didn't happen. We had to eventually get into the next class of bikes because that's what everybody wanted. They were more affordable. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's crazy. It's a game changer though for people who don't ride bikes and people that are aging and feel they can't keep up with the younger crew anymore. Yes. Really How fast do one of those go? So that varies as well. Most of the ones we carry have a shutoff, a governor that shuts them off at 20 miles an hour. So if you're yeah. pedaling faster than 20, it won't assist you anymore. The ones with throttles, if you throttle up and you hit 20 miles an hour, it go any faster than that. Okay. Some of them are 28 miles an hour, and they're pretty quick. Uh, yeah, that, that is a lot of hour, Yeah, 28 miles an hour on a bike is going to give you some road rash if you hit that. But most people riding these electric bikes aren't, you know, properly dressed and a lot of them still don't wear helmets, and I'm a huge helmet advocate. Right, right. Um, yeah. so, I even so wear I, a helmet on the scooter. I mean, it's definitely needed. And, you know, my scooter can go up to 30. That's why I was always curious, like, the bike versus the scooter, how that, you know, all plays out. Do you generally, Rochelle, sorry, interviewer is going to ask the interviewer a question. Uh, do, you, do you stick to the bike lanes when, you, when you're riding then, or, or you're just in normal traffic? How does that work? For the most time, most part, I'm in the bike lane, but yeah. I mean, I can move over. It's like the bike lane is what 20 miles an hour. So if you go faster than that, then you you know should move over. Okay. Yeah, but it's it's bike lane legal, and you don't have to register it with the DMV. That's oh. why. Yeah, and and thought of the logistics of that. That's kind of cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So so Keith, um, this divergence into um, the e-bike. Um, is, is it um, is it as conducive to community as uh, regular bikes? I know just a lot of enthusiasts that um, they, gosh, they get up at ungodly hours. They get up so early to go ride with their bike pals. But um, I, I mean, and I I know people that ride from Atascadero all the way up and down the grade um, yeah. in the slow. You know, is there is there that much community and camaraderie around the e bikes at all? I I think it's it's developing that way. It's there are still those you know people unplugged we call them that are a little um, they don't agree with the whole e-bike thing you know that that are angry about the e-bikes and stuff but sure. um, I, I hate to disagree with them but uh, <laughs> it's really not because of a business standpoint at all but it's allowing people um, to get out on bikes that wouldn't normally get out on bikes right you know, bringing people off the couch and um, yeah. onto the roads yeah, and, and I mean, is that really what it, is that what it's all about? The, you know, the love of this sport, and um, I think so. And I think it's opening up a whole new avenue avenue for people to commute on their bikes. Mm -hmm. I know for me, when I used to ride unplugged to work at, the, you know, it was a piece of cake getting to work, but man, the hilly ride home was like, oh, you just so. But now with you know a little assistance, it's just puts a smile on your face and I'll pick right. it up. Yeah. yeah. So so real fast, professionally, you're you're. A professional triathlete now I I think I understand that maybe there's sponsors involved and, and you don't have to pay to do your races but uh, <laughs> explain is there is there any more to it 
to it than that? Or, or there is to a lot of people, but not for me. I was I was a middle of the pack pro athlete. Okay. I had a sponsor from Hine down in San Luis, if you remember Greg Hine. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a uh, Rob Rossi is a developer in San Luis. He would buy my airline tickets when I'd fly <laughs> somewhere, and I lived downstairs at my mom's house. You know. So I wasn't making a fortune by any stretch. Uh, so not not Carlos Rossi, it was Rob Rossi. Okay, got it. Rob Rossi, yeah. <laughs> not sponsored by. So, and, and it's all set, it's like it's also community driven. I mean, it was because I swam with his son Steve Rossi at the high school, and he looked up to me as an athlete. That you know, Rob Rossi decided to help support me in my travels, and that's the way the the, the bike shop that we built down there feels like it's kind of unfolded. This after-school bike program we put on for the kids is—I mean, I totally do it for the kids, but it is—it it has helped out financially a ton too. Um, uh, that program is super solid. I'm not sure if you've heard much about it, but it's put on by the Lighthouse Foundation, okay, which is a local organization here that deals with um, uh, kids and drug abuse. And mm. they've done some research and they found out that. The first hour after a kid gets out of school is most likely when they're going to get into trouble. Mm-hmm. So they've opened up these a few different programs, and an after-school bike program is one of them that they allowed me to do. And 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 it is yeah, it is it's an incredible program. We we teach kids you know uh, rules of the road, some basic bike maintenance stuff. Um, we try to instill them with confidence, and 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 most of all, I guess be a good role model for them. And, right. and we get such praise from all the teachers and the kids, the parents come in and say, Oh, my kid just loves that class. And so we do it in three week blocks. Every school in the district gets a chance and we allow up to 16 kids. So. Is that yeah. mainly in North County or do you do any of that in South County? Nope, all North County. Mm-hmm. I think the South County might have some sort of program similar, but mm-hmm. I don't think it's taken off like our North County project has. And um, I, I got to be honest. That's partially because I love it so much, and yeah, yeah, it's it's so, a, so it's a, it's a, um, a labor of love, and absolutely, uh, yeah. So if you're doing it in three weeks chunk, three week chunks, and you got I don't know how many schools to go to, does that mean that's something you're doing almost every day during the school year? So we do it two days a week. So each okay. each school gets six sessions. Okay. And we basically follow the bike trailer around because we have a curriculum in our PE uh, department that. Um, involves uh, bicycles. So the kids get to ride bikes uh, during PE. And it's only fourth and fifth graders. And uh, yeah, it's, well, lost my train of thought there for a second. Well, the, the question is really, so if it's that many schools, is this something you're doing two times a week, like all the time? Yeah, it feels like it. Okay. We just finished our last session last week. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it went quite a while. I'll bet it went uh, Five months anyway. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's a long haul, but it's it's certainly worth it. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, ad, admirable. Um, of course, anything with kids. And speak, speaking of, um, I have two kids. I have a seven and a five year old. And and the seven year old, um, she was a little bit nervous when when the younger one started riding the bike with training wheels. Um, so she'd been a little bit resistant to taking the training wheels off and actually learning how to bike. And um, seeing that her brother could now do this, she taught herself on a Saturday afternoon to ride it, um, which isn't my question. My question now is, I still have a five-year-old on training wheels. 
we took him off. He's afraid to get back on it. Do I put him back on? What do I do? No, I, I'm not a training wheel fan at all. I, I think the best thing to do is pull the pedals off of a kid's bike, let them use it like a scooter mm-hmm. so they can get both feet on the ground. And mm-hmm. as soon as they get up, a, you know, it took maybe a half hour with one of my kids and they both learned at five years old, same age as yours, it sounds like, right. which is the perfect age. Um, I think one of the hardest things I've done in the bike industry is teaching a 13-year-old how to ride a bike. Oh, yeah. They're just, yeah, it was rough. I had no idea it was going to be such a challenge, but much easier to teach them when they're younger. But yeah, take the pedals off, mm-hmm. let them use it like a scooter, make sure the seat's low enough so they can get their feet on the ground, right. and they'll just, you know, build up confidence. Super, yeah. you'll be blown away, yeah. I sense four. We just started that. They call it like the wet a balance bike. So you can go that route too, or you can just pull the crank, pull the pedals off your existing bike if you don't want to go buy it. Or if your kid at five is probably too big for a balanced bike. So. Perfect. Yeah, we're both getting tips for our kids at home. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> we do this for our Always own. Always something knowledge. new. <laughs> well, well, um, Keith, it's, uh, it's it's amazing to to be able to connect with you today. And is is there um, is there another passion project on the horizon that you're that you're pursuing that's related to your biking industry or, or maybe not, maybe something else that you wanted to share. Yeah, not so much in the biking side of things. There's a big uh, event coming up called the bovine classic that uh, okay. a guy named Brian Yates is putting on. In fact, Terry knows a bit about probably a bit more than I do about that, but yeah. that should be an interesting, I, I hope he knows what he's kind of in for. And I haven't spoken with him much other than he came and spoke to our team K-Man group. And um, uh, sounds like a, a fun, fun project. But from I guess from mine and my wife's standpoint is on our future plans are, you know, hopefully in 2024, our Cayman World Headquarters here in Atascadero, we call it, will be paid for and, and we'll be able to pass the torch to our two guys yeah. and uh, move on. We do a, a thing up here called the All Comers Track Meets, which has become a huge um thing that every Wednesday night in July, we put on an, a, a track meet for kids of all ages up to 80 years old. We've had it. Wow. So, yeah. Wow. It's become a real kids event, but uh, so that's one of our, will, will be one of our focuses. I'll continue yeah. to coach master swimming at Kennedy. Yeah. Um, this is our last year as, at high school ministry. So our kids are all seniors. I've got 18 mm-hmm. kids that I've been with since sixth grade. Uh, and they're all moving on next week. Mm-hmm. So that'll open up some more doors, but right. Yeah. No, n- nothing hardcore yet, but okay. we'll let, no, we'll let Terry know. She'll be. That's perfect. And yeah. it might be yeah. something with her. <laughs> well, and, and so there are a lot of references to Terry today and, and she's, I'll, I'll call it backstage. Terry Banish, deputy city manager with city of Grover beach. Um, I think she's going to join us momentarily. Um, Keith really, I mean, we could, sit down and talk for a really long time because I, I can feel how connected you are to your community and I'm totally drawn to that. So, uh, Hey man, keep, keep doing what you're doing. And, um, uh, man, I, I always say I got to spend more time on Tassadero, but now I really want to go spend more and, and like, I want to get on a bike and, and just hear this guy talk for a while. Oh, dude, I, I appreciate it. And man, <laughs> take care of those kids of yours, man. They oh, are. They thank you. Fast. I never thought I'd be an empty nester, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> one, one fine, sweet, but painful day. You're probably right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, Keith. We appreciate you. Thanks, and by the way, there's Terry. 
By the way, it's mentioned. Terry Banish, yep. a, a Tascadero deputy city manager. Yeah, what did I say? You said Grover Forever. Beach, my friend. <laughs> I didn't even catch that. Fine. It's no, fine. she could help Matt with that, too. It's fine. I catch all. <laughs> yeah. That was okay. fantastic. Thanks to Keith who came in. I got yeah. lots of questions now. <laughs> Are you riding one of his bikes? I will be, because I'm buying whatever the throttle one is. That's my next bike in my life because I can't keep up with y'all young people. <laughs> so. so San, San Miguel all the way to the Tascadero Yeah, Cibola. I could probably do that. little pedaling, then do a little cruising. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's going on in the Tascadero this week? Well, you know, we got, so talking Memorial Day, we got lots of breweries here. So I wanted to kind of lead in with this. If y'all haven't heard out there, Wildfield Brewhouse um, takes home four gold uh, from the World Beer Cup. So four gold awards. That's huge. It is. So, Big. Uh, yeah. After you have strawberries, you know, down south, <laughs> come up here and do the beer trail. Because we have uh, Burgers and Brew Trail here in Atascadero. Because including all of our fast food people, we, all, we have like 22 burger establishments. So that's kind of your Memorial Day thing. And then all the breweries, you have a beer trail. So you have Wildfields Brewhouse. So definitely got to go see them. Mm-hmm. Um, that World Beer Cup is like largest ever. I have to read it because <laughs> it's important. With over mm-hmm. 10,000 entries from nearly 2,500 breweries representing 57 countries around the world. And they have four goals. So, yeah, you got to make your way over there and enjoy the theming because both mm-hmm. Ryan and Jackie do a great job theming their labels around the Tascadero, and it, it makes it kind of fun. And if you have five and seven-year-olds, you need to go over there because they took over the bowling alley over yeah. there at Creekside, and so you can do your um, rollerball and all of the different, um, you know, uh, ping pong and machines and all of that for the kids. It's a great place to go. Yeah. So Memorial Day definitely uh, cruise by there. There's also Santa Maria Brewing. There's lots going on there with the food. That they have, um, we have Colony Mash and Belly on the other side of, or excuse me, Colony Mash Brewing on the other side of town. We have um, Colony Market and Deli, as far as if you want to do some good sandwiches and stuff here in the downtown. Um, got plenty of wine, you know, wine uh, pubs and all kinds of things. Um, Tent City Brewing has a food truck in the back, so you can't go wrong. Anyway, I can't yeah. cover them all. I'll miss somebody guaranteed. Oh, so. Okay. You've yeah. done a remarkable job. I, you know, I'm still astounded. So, um, Wild Fields, I mean, shoot, I think it was early COVID times when um, it was one of the first Riley outings. We we met, went to the zoo. There you go. And, Good. you know, we went to <laughs> Wild Fields, which we'd never been to before. And um, we used to bowl in the old bowling alley there a um, yeah. long time ago when we lived in Atascadero. So, um, mm-hmm. uh, amazing stuff. And um, what what a great event and sounds like an amazing weekend coming up. It is an amazing weekend. You mentioned the zoo. The zoo will be open all weekend, Memorial Day as well, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. So get over there. And then also, because we have the Veterans Memorial um, Faces of Freedom, mm-hmm. we will have, there will be a ceremony out there on Memorial Day. So that's important to note. And even if you don't get there for the ceremony, go over there and um, just kind of, you know, the surroundings are beautiful and it's a right. good remembrance of the weekend and why we have Monday off um, type of thing. So the Top Zero Veteran Memorial Foundation, they'll be holding their 2022 Memorial Day ceremony at the Faces of Freedom. 
Um, it's going to be 11 a.m. and will be just about an hour. They're going to have a flyover by the Australia Warbirds. Uh, the colors will be represented. Then you'll have the national anthem. will be sung by members of the Atascadero High School Choir and Taps. Uh, will be played by uh, Darren Gong. Um, a memorial wreath will be laid in memory of Cy Penneberg. Um, and then also seating's limited, of course. And there won't be a barbecue after like normal. So they're getting kind of back on track. And, and where, where can people, um, when we go over these things, it, 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 it's fast. Yeah. So it is. Uh, where can people find out about more, more about that? Absolutely. Visit atascadero.com and click on events, and you'll see everything in there. You'll also see, see under things to do, there's your brews and burger trail. So right. you have everything right there that folks can check out. So visit atascadero.com, and then you can check out all the things going on. So. And get yourself a get yourself a bike and go on that that beer trail. Yeah, I know, right? I don't I don't recommend that. It's like month safety bike. You just observe. Bike. You don't have to. You know, it's <laughs> no just like tasting. You spit it out. Yeah, <laughs> no drinking and biking. No, you just have to get an Uber. <laughs> <There you> go. <laughs> Something that, like that. That can load your bike on it. Okay. And we are open container, but still, you got to behave. <laughs> right. That's fair. That's fair. Well, it, Terry, we appreciate it as always. Um, you know, every every week, and, it, and it's amazing. People wouldn't think it, but there is more than five minutes of stuff you could talk about um, as a deputy city manager Absolutely. every single week, every single week. So. Every single week, and then you know, Mayor Jeff Lee started talking about terms and voting. I'm like, okay, I have that answer if you need it. It's the same thing. It's two-year <laughs> terms for mayor um, okay. and four-year terms for council members, and but ours do not have a limit, so they keep. Keep going. They so, can keep going. Yeah, how to bring that in along with the strawberries. So. <laughs> Got it. Don't have to sit the two years out. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, thank, thank you thanks so, much. so much. Now Jerry. I know what I'm going to be doing this weekend. Yeah. There you go. You got it all planned. And beautiful weather. I mean, it's going to be gorgeous. So. It, yes. I mean, it sounds like it's always warmer in North County, but it sounds a little warm right now. But you can cool down with, uh, with some of the libations and whatnot. It uh, sounds like a wonderful time. Okay. okay, I think we're going to put a bow on it. Rochelle, anything anything you want to say to everybody before we go? I'm just so excited for everything going on. Thank you so much for joining us. So, yeah. I mean, well, yeah. Yay. Thanks, thanks as always to our guests. And uh, yes, uh, to anyone that's still watching this long, we appreciate you so much. <laughs> and uh, keep, keep, keep watching, and, and hopefully we'll keep doing great things in the community. And uh, anyway, we'll see you next week on Tuesday, everybody. Keith, thanks so much, man. Hey, thank you. That was really fun, actually. <laughs> Got a little nervous there leading up to it, but oh, that's okay. You are great. Thank not you. Not every week. If you're not a little nervous. You're not alive. Yeah. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. So now we're gonna take the we're gonna take the real podcast. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that was it. You're mean, Ron. <laughs> With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.